One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Podcast Network Asia. Welcome to On Deck with Stan C. On this show, I want to talk about the real stories behind the real people behind the mic. And before we get to this week's mailbag episode, thank you as always to everyone who's been checking out and sharing all of the episodes I've put out for this season of On Deck, uh, particularly that interview with... Uh, Tambalan, Sina Nicole Hiala and Chris Chopper really appreciate them putting the podcast over and just sharing it with their followers and just letting it have more traction online. So um, I'm about to end season five of the podcast. Um, that should be in about a couple of weeks. But like I promised, I've got a mailbag episode for this week. That means it's all about your questions and my answers to those questions. No prepared topics heading into this one. And with that, I ask. So what do you guys want to talk about? Thank you to everybody who sent in your questions over on Instagram and on Twitter at underscore Stan C. Now, keep in mind, just because I went ahead and recorded this mailbag episode doesn't mean I won't be open to doing this again in future um, episodes or future mailbag runs. So keep sending them in at underscore Stan C. That's underscore S-T-A-N-S-Y on Twitter and on Instagram. And make sure to follow the podcast on Spotify while you're at it. get to the first question from Ezekiel who asks do you still listen to the radio these days and can you describe how different it is now Uh, the short answer is not really I only listen to the radio when I've got other people in the car with me and more often than not I just listen to the music I don't really listen to people talking anymore so to explain it a bit it's also different now that I know how the sausage is made and I'm also aware of the business side of things particularly the problematic stuff which largely influenced why radio in the 2020s sounds so different from like a decade ago I told you in previous episodes nah, uh, it's just not the same, especially with uh, the industry still struggling to bounce back from COVID, uh, from the financial burden of really having to uh, survive through the pandemic. So yun, uh, that's one reason, I guess. Sadly, I also think there isn't much of a next generation to follow my generation. And that makes me sad. Uh, if ever there is a next generation of DJs. I don't get to hear them. at all, which is also sad because it tells me that the business of radio, uh, particularly English-speaking radio or conyo radio, however you want to call it, uh, it probably just isn't as viable or not as sustainable of a move career-wise as it used to be. 
Um, another reason is that it's not as fun now that my friends aren't really on air anymore. Like I have a group chat of uh, radio DJs from uh, my generation. Like we came up in the industry right around the same time. And of the people in that group chat, only one person's actively on air. So uh, it's kind of sad whenever we end up talking about radio, which is like 95% of the reason why we even got together in the first place. Uh, wala na rin yung mga ibang shows outside of the long-running institutions, outside of the long-running primetime shows. Like a decade ago, you would have uh, shows on every time slot, like even uh, the lunchtime slot or the graveyard shift or after 10 p.m. Usually, these were the time slots where people could just be themselves or they didn't have the pressure of having that mass appeal and getting all those sponsors. So whichever radio DJ was on board they would just really have free reign to do their own thing and have their own gimmicks and shticks on air, which really made it a fun listening experience for me, especially when I would be driving home late at night or uh, if I would find myself on an errand run in the midday. Wala na yung mga shows eh. So it's kind of sad that uh, the pandemic has also forced a lot of radio stations to cut back on their personnel or to just retire their air staff altogether. So, you know, uh, when I listen to the radio, I usually just look for the music to keep me awake. But I also realize that if most of the stations that I used to listen to would just be playing pre-programmed music anyway, then I might as well just go on Spotify and go on song radio or listen to a podcast. Sion, uh, it's sad, but as we say on the internet, it do be like that. This next question is from Kim who asks... How do stations create the program clock and what are the common music categories played in top 40 stations? All right, so let's break it down first because there is a bit of radio jargon in here. Uh, First, there's the program clock, which tells you to play music from a particular category or a particular folder at a certain time during the hour. For example, you have a chart or like a piece of paper where you have the, uh, the hour uh, in the in the form of a circle, and it's divided like a pie. So an example of a program clock would tell you that at the top of the hour or at the start of the hour, when it's uh, blank o'clock, like six o'clock, seven o'clock, that's your top of the hour. Only upbeat songs or songs with a power intro could be played. Uh, you would also have the bottom of the hour, which is your half hour mark, like uh, 5.30, 4.30, 3.30. Uh, an example would be only slower songs during the bottom of the hour. So that's your program clock. Um, Another definition I have to get in there first uh, before answering the question fully is top 40, which means these are your pop stations or your contemporary hit radio stations. And their music choices are basically from the top 40 format. The Billboard Hot 100. Just some definitions to set the table. Uh, in terms of how stations create the program clock, this really depends on the program manager or the music director. Uh, it's a position I've never really held. There was a point in my career where I kind of wanted to be a program manager or a music manager, um, but you know, I've, I've never been in that spot. So I can only share what I know based on what I saw as a DJ who was tasked to follow said program clock. So let me give a few examples here. Uh, when I was at Play FM, the program clock was so specific that it had a particular sequence for each song that would be played in the hour. Like uh, when you start the hour, it has to be a recurrent song and then a hot song and then a hot song and then a breakout song. So my specific folders talaga and then labeled din siya on Jazzler, which is the software that we use to play music and to sort them into categories. 
And I didn't mind that at all. It was that specific because it forced me to be creative with my segues. And at least I knew which folders or categories to pick music from at any point in the hour. Uh, hindi siya tulad nung nasa mellow ako, for example, where the only folders were really current and recurrent. So current, those are the new songs, yung mga lang or yung mga sikat ngayon. And then recurrent, those are these songs from like three to six months ago na medyo luma na. Uh, sometimes they'd be years old na. They'd be like from 2019 or 2020 if I'm uh, referring to the year of our Lord, 2023. It was the wild, wild west talaga in terms of like playing your music. You could put it into any sequence, however, which way you want to play your music. So that was kind of confusing for someone like me who likes structure. So I kind of appreciated having a, a very specific program clock over at play. Uh, when I was at Wave naman, it wasn't as specific. Like I remember the program clock at the time would be divided into four. So naka quarter, quarter yan. Like, um... From 5 o'clock to 5.15, it would have to be fast songs or upbeat songs until mid-tempo. Then from 5.15 to 5.30, as you approach the bottom of the hour, it would be mid-tempo to slow songs. And then from 5.30 to 5.45, it would be yung slow jams. You know, songs that you could make love to, uh, for lack of a better term, or songs that you could slow dance to. And then from 5.45 to 6 o'clock, or something like that. So it uh, wasn't as specific as it was in Play FM, but it also kind of gave you a more loose form of structure. Now, uh, for top 40 stations, like I said, uh, these are pop music stations. And uh, the most common categories for songs would basically be pop songs, whatever is sikat at the moment. So uh, that's your K-pop, that's your bubblegum pop, pop rock. Uh, in the last six or seven years, you've got a lot of R&B and hip-hop artists who have really crossed over onto the main pop charts. So you'll see a lot of R&B and hip-hop na rin. It's not like, say, a decade or two ago where yung crossover entries were more from the rock and alternative uh, rock spaces or genres. So sobrang nag-iba na rin yung complexion of pop music in the 2010s and 2020s. All right, next question here. What's the meaning of each category when you sort your music into the folders of the software? And how long do songs last in each category? As far as I know, a radio station can sort its music according to any category. Pwedeng according to genre. Pwedeng according to um, the speed or tempo or beats per minute. Pwedeng according to how new it is. So it really depends on the format of the radio station and how the music director or the program manager or program director puts it all together. Now, um, I mentioned earlier at Wave, the program clock was built around speed or tempo, diba? So everything was sorted according to beats per minute. So you would have the fast songs, the mid-tempo songs, the slow songs, and the slow jams, which I mentioned earlier, you know, the songs that you could make love to or slow dance to, just so we wouldn't be confused with the uh, cloud rap songs or the trap songs. So think Post Malone when he was coming up or think about uh, XXXTentacion, you know, yung mga uh, medyo cloudy types of hip-hop. Uh, maybe early Migos before they really got into uh, the more hype songs like Stir Fry. So uh, songs like that, yung mga trap and cloud rap, medyo mas mabagal siya but they're not exactly songs you could slow dance to, diba? So, Separate from slow jams. Over at Play FM, 
uh, we had more categories. Like uh, if you're familiar with how Play FM works, you've got the playlist breakouts, which are the new songs that would drop every Friday at 3 p.m. Then you would have the hot songs, which were the popular ones that were still getting a lot of traction on air at different stations or online. So they would be in that folder for a few weeks, a few months. And then you would have the current. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Songs. So these were the songs that hindi not a breakout because you only have the breakouts there for like a week. Um, they're not as hot as the hot songs, for lack of a better term, but they're not exactly considered old yet. Like they're still the current singles of a particular artist. Like for Olivia Rodrigo, ito pa rin yung single that she's promoting even though it's been three or four months since that song came out. Yeah, current. It's her current single, right? So um, that's still there in its own little folder where medyo sikat pa rin siya, but it's not old enough to be considered a recurrent song. Hi, he's Chico Garcia. And he's Gino Killiamore. We're the hosts of Only Fun. In our podcast, we explore the boundaries of our pleasure. And test the limits of our pain. It's business in the front. And party in the rear? Wait, wait, what? what? Wait, we, we talk about shows that we watch that might, you know, be entertaining for everyone else, right? Yep, that's what I said. Check out our podcast. New episodes out Wednesdays and Fridays. <laughs> no drama, only fun. Now, um, most top 40 stations or most pop stations, they would have the recurrence folder where all of the songs they're not as hot or they're no longer the current singles, uh, they're all put together and they get played less, but they're basically there to serve as filler for the rest of the hour. So these are the songs that are more familiar to your longtime listeners because they're kind of aligned with the station's branding. Because between uh, the time when a song enters the playlist as like a new song or a breakout to the time it gets absorbed in Sarah Current, it could still get taken out for whatever reason. Like maybe someone in management didn't like the song or maybe hindi lang siya naging popular to the listeners. So it could happen din na matatanggal siya and you just never hear it again. So I I saw that happen a lot of times when I was at Mellow and at Wave na a new song would come in and we would be playing it and then we'd never find it again in the recurrence folder kasi someone just made the decision to pull it out. With recurrence, these are basically the songs that uh, someone in management deemed were really bagay or really, uh, really fit with the station's branding and the theme and the format. So it's kind of safe to play your recurrence. Like if, if you're a DJ in training and you have no idea which songs to play because you're not familiar with the current stuff, for example, uh, it's probably your best bet to just go and play a recurrent because these are songs that listeners are familiar with and they're in line with the branding. Unless the station's branding is to always be playing the newest music, and yet the station's playlist hasn't been updated in months. 
All right. Uh, my last question for this mailbag episode comes from Marjo, who is one of the frequent listeners of the pod. And he asks, can you share the most difficult situation you've encountered while on air and how you handled that situation? So I can think of a particular theme that for a while was a recurrent pattern in my radio journey. There were two stations I was a part of that, upon hiring me, paired me up with a relative newcomer. And both times, my marching orders were to build a show and a following and to train that partner all at the same time. That was difficult because I was just trying to get my ass regularized. I was just trying to get myself to a point where I knew that I wouldn't get fired for any reason willy-nilly. Yung tipong, I'll actually be part of the main roster of DJs with a little bit of security. But there was the added pressure of pulling another person up with me. Like as if trying to earn my spot wasn't hard enough, I felt like there was this goal na kailangan gumaling din yung partner ko when it wasn't my job to be training them to begin with. I felt like it would have been easier had I been paired with a veteran instead or at least someone who knew what they were doing. But both times, I'd been paired with someone who unfortunately thought they knew what they were doing but weren't really given the right training and foundation before they got hired. So this led to me butting heads with said partners a lot of times. Now, uh, when I was much younger, about a decade ago, I didn't handle it very well. I got petty. I played pranks on my partner to just entertain myself. Hindi rin siya parang pranks ni Jim in the office where he would put the stapler in jello. Hindi. Uh, like mine were a little bit more mean-spirited. Like um, I would slip in a name and say, Uy, uh, this listener is asking for you specifically to greet them on the air. And then when they read the name, it was like a dirty joke. So, you know, uh, not proud of that. It, it was just um, my way of trying to entertain myself because I didn't like the position I was in. I also let my temper get the best of me and I was quick to throw them under the bus. So looking back, maybe that's why um, that partner from like over a decade ago eventually grew cold towards me and would answer back when we would be butting heads. Uh, 21-year-old me felt like that partner didn't necessarily earn their spot on the air. But looking back, it wasn't for me to determine. Like, it wasn't my place to say that this person earned their spot or that this person deserved their job or not. It was management's. But 21-year-old me was a little shit who didn't understand that at the time. So the best thing I could do was just patiently wait until I got reassigned to a different partner in time slot. And then that's when I realized how liberating it was to be with a partner who was more well-equipped to handle a show. By that time na reassigned din ako, I was like, all right, at least we can go our separate ways and we can swim in our own lanes and everyone could see na lang for themselves who was going to sink or swim now that we were no longer together. Right? Like the way I would think of it uh, was, so yeah, at least I can prove myself on a different time slot with a different partner and then they could see how I would sound versus this partner and uh uh, you know, was left to their own devices with a different partner and then bahala na how their show would sound. So that was how I dealt with that. The second time that this specific situation happened, sobrang jumak na this actually happened to me twice. I'd like to think I did my best to control my temper, but I'm not gonna lie, I didn't handle everything with as much grace as I probably would at 33. 
um, at the time, there was also a chip on my shoulder. And I wanted to prove that I could hang with the DJs in this network because uh, when I entered this second station, I wanted to show everyone that I did belong with the big names that were a part of the network. I wanted to show that I could break through this perceived glass ceiling in this industry or in this network that I was trying so hard to be a part of. So I'd had a few years under my belt at that point, And I felt like when I was paired with this different newcomer of a partner, I felt like kahit papano, I've earned the right to be called the veteran in the situation. The problem was this partner also, unfortunately, was not fully trained the right way heading into the job. Like they didn't have their basics down pat. Uh, their knowledge of the music, especially the format, just um, wasn't there. Yung mastery of English, the pronunciation, hindi rin siya nahasa eh. So, sobrang kulang yung in terms of like the basic requirements of the job. I'll never forget this one time where yung instructions namin for the show were to host an early morning show, like between 5 and 7 a.m. And we had to basically be a.m. news commentary but on FM, so it's in English or Taglish. And we'd read the articles or we'd read the news, summarize it, and then drop comments here and there. Parang news na may pagkakasyo because we had to comment on them. And uh, that particular news bit that we had to read involved someone who got arrested for illegal possession of firearms. I read the person's name on the air and it was an Arabic name. And to my absolute shock and horror, uh, my partner's immediate question was, oh, is he part of ISIS? And I was like, shit, we're in big trouble here. I don't know if anyone caught it and reported it because it sounded racist to even make that assumption. And what I did was I immediately played a song and turned off our mics. And I had to go into veteran slash teacher mode and tell her right away, nah, hey, we can't just make assumptions like that about people just based on their name because they're racist and it sounds really bigoted. So the partner apologized naman to their credit and, you know, they said it was a brain fart and uh, yung intention daw niya was to ask if the person was a Muslim. And at that point, I was like, well, that's even worse. Like, <laughs> um, I don't know, like, you're probably listening to this and you're like, I, uh, I, I have no idea if you think that I'd overreacted at the time. But retelling the story in 2023, I'm like, man, uh, the line of questioning just makes you want to give them a shovel for them to keep digging a bigger hole for themselves. Uh, what I did was I wrote a public apology for her to read, which was what we did the next time we turned on our mics a few minutes later. Like I made her read this public apology because uh, it, it was very irresponsible to make those assumptions, about, uh, especially with that type of prejudice. And it was very unbecoming of, of a broadcaster. I then started to see the complaints on the station's Twitter account and on the text line. And that was one of the few times that I was actually relieved to be at such an ungodly time slot because barely anyone was listening at the time. Imagine if it were like on a prime time slot where there would be more people listening. You know, the backlash would come. I'd probably be canceled and I'd probably uh, not be anywhere near a mic. You know, um, so there, yeah, that was how I dealt with that very problematic situation. That's going to do it for the mailbag episode. Uh, I really appreciate you sending in your questions and forcing me to recount some of these experiences, some of which um, I haven't really recounted in such a long time. 
If you have any other questions you'd like to send in, please feel free to send them my way at underscore Stan C on Twitter and on Instagram. It's at underscore S-T-A-N-S-Y. Thank you very much to all of our producers at Podcast Network Asia for putting these episodes together, along with all the bonus content you see on social media from the episode cover art to the audiograms and videograms and everything else in between. I'll catch you again for another episode of On Deck with Stancy next week. We're about to hit the home stretch of season five, uh, right as the NBA finals also pick up, which I've been closely following because, well, I don't have a morning radio show to host. That's going to do it for me on this episode of On Deck with Stancy. Remember to stay safe, stay healthy, and don't be a dick. All right? Stancy out. Bye bye. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia, the hosts of the program, or other programs of the network. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything. 